And welcome everybody to the High Ground Podcast. Today we are rounding out the trilogy. Yes, I've done episodes for each book in the Queen's trilogy. And um, yeah, we're bringing it home tonight right here on the High Ground. All right. Hello, my awesome and esteemed guests. Uh, thank you guys for joining me for this discussion. Um, I feel weird being on this side, so I'm going to swap us. Um, yeah, it just, it just felt wrong. Uh, but yeah, how is everyone doing? We'll have us, uh, we'll kind of go by and because you guys are all returning guests, um, all series regulars. Uh, so we'll go around and have you guys say who you are, where we can find you and your awesome content. And the question for today is, if you could take a Star Wars character um, and put them in another film, another franchise, another genre, you know, I don't care if this is uh, putting the Grand Inquisitor in when Harry met Sally, or if if this is putting like General Hux in the middle of Scream. Or like, <laughs> just 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 go nuts with it. Um, I'll go to uh, I'll go to Pep first. Hello, thank you for having me, Chaco. Um, I am Element Seven. I am the other half of the Diet in the Force. Um, you can find me on TikTok underscore Element Seven underscore on YouTube Element Seven. I just started a new series on TikTok called Star Wars, but obvious because. <laughs> a lot of people ask me questions that the answers are in the movies. So I'm just going to use the movies <laughs> to answer all those questions. Um, of course, you can catch Chaco and I on Diet in the Force every Saturday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, I'm excited for Star Wars Celebration next month. And I'm, I, I know Eggy can't go. <laughs> yeah. Are you going, Danielle? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, there's always next time, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, that's a threat. There's next time. Um, so who there would is I... another. <laughs> so who would I um, take from the Star Wars? Um, <clears throat> I'm going to, excuse me, I'm going to keep it relevant. And I'm going to say Sabe. And I'm going to put her in a new Mission Impossible. Ooh, Ooh. I like that. Yeah, that tracks. I like that. Awesome. All right. How about you, Eggy? Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Miss Eggy or Mary Lou. Either or is fine. Um, I go by Miss Eggy on TikTok and Miss Eggy28 on Twitter. Um, I just do Star Wars content and also just like Batman content. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just like anytime I get invited to come back on to either of your guys' podcasts or well, Chaco's and then the both of yours for diet, I'm always so happy. Um, I love you guys so much. And Danielle, it's so nice to meet you. I don't think we've met yet, right? No, we haven't. Nice no, <laughs> very nice to meet you. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this book. Um, oh my God, it's going to be great. Uh, I have so many feels. I am so pumped. I love Padme. So yes, I hope I can do her justice on here. Um, <laughs> if I could pick, you know what? I'm going to put, make, I'm going to make Pong Krell a Fast and the Furious villain. <laughs> That just works. Yeah, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rewatching the Umbara arc. I like, it was, 
we saw a house today. So I like rushed home and I cooked dinner in like 45 minutes, just barely. And I'm going to do the Umbara arc tomorrow on Luke's podcast. And so I was like re-watching that in the background while I'm making spaghetti, like desperately like rushing. And I was like, oh God, this guy sucks. <laughs> I forgot how much he sucks. <laughs> I was like, you know what? He'd be a good Fast and the Furious villain for sure. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Mostly awesome because I am also doing uh, that arc and and that makes me excited. Yes, yes. Um, as soon as as soon as uh, Luke, by the way, Pod One's podcast, check him out. Slowly going through all of Clone Wars and Rebels, as well as hosting a badass trivia tournament. Uh, a match just dropped between Xanatos and Element Seven today, and uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty exciting to watch. Um, you know, to, you know, if you want to find out who won, uh, you gotta you gotta rewatch it. But the final boss in that tournament is yours truly. So we'll see uh, if they have a if they can take me down. A formidable foe, to be sure. I mean, the final boss always gets defeated. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, but they're the final boss for a reason. <laughs> True. True. But your destiny is to be defeated. <laughs> um. Uh, anyways, uh, last but not least, we have Danielle. Where can we find you in your awesome content? And who would you displace from Star Wars? Yes. Um, so on TikTok, I'm written in the Star Wars. And on Instagram, written in the SW. Um, but yeah, I chose kind of the obvious one because I'm a huge Rogue One stan. And there's Emily's talked about the, um, the Hunger Games to Rogue One pipeline. <laughs> Hunger Games stand to Rogue One pipeline. And I think that the entire cast of Rogue One would fit perfectly into the Hunger Games, but especially Jen Erso and Cassian. Okay. I like I kind of now I kind of want more of that story. Like <laughs> but yeah, Ch no, like they would absolutely <laughs> cheer it and base from the same district. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. I, I love it. Um, for for me, I have to say, uh, what I would do is, I would have to take out my boy Obi Wan Kenobi. And I, I honestly, I just really want to put him in a rom com. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it would just be he'd be hilarious and like like charming. You just put him. It doesn't really even matter which which rom-com but i just need a romantic comedy starring obi-wan kenobi because it sounds hilarious i feel like it would have to be a christmas rom-com mm. oh. like a reboot of love oh, actually where <laughs> like i always imagine obi-wan in like a big like cable knit sweater because it's obi-wan and i oh that'd be perfect you could do a you could do a lifetime movie where he goes back to his small town and learns the meaning of christmas because he grew up in a Christmas tree farm town. I don't know. <laughs> now, now I'm picturing it's like, 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 uh, Grievous is like the Grinch or, or like, <laughs> like Scrooge in this story. <laughs> and, and he's, he's taken over, like, he's, he's like taking over like a small bookstore that's a team yes. or something yes. like that. Oh, he wants to make it corporate. It's like you got mail, but like, <laughs> but like Christmas. <laughs> oh man, C CJ's is is painted, but but a Scooby Doo movie. Oh. Well, it fits. <laughs> it does. That would be awesome. I'm definitely into that. 
Um, awesome. All right. So wanted to, to jump in here and kind of get started on your guys' feel for Padme as a character. And um, yeah, just from from the films, when you jumped in and watched them for the first time, how did you feel about, about Padme? Uh, and have you read the other books in the series? Like, how, how do those two kind of gel together? And I'll go to Aggie first. Oh, I love Padme. Um, I Padme was a big was, was a big awakening for me. Like I had such a crush on her. I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, she's just gorgeous. And I love my favorite types of female characters are female characters that have are very strong, but they don't have to sacrifice their femininity to be strong. And so her role is perfect you know, in the pre, you know, in the prequel and all of the prequels and all of the extended media about the prequels, especially these books, because, you know, she wields soft power. She's not a soldier or a warrior. She can handle herself, you know, but she's not, that's not her, that's not her landscape. Like that's Anakin's, you know, thing. Um, and so, and I love politics. So I, I'm like, I like, I always joke about whenever people say, you know, talk about the prequels, like who's interested in politics and the Star Wars universe. I'm like, me, I like it. It's really interesting. Trade embargoes, let's go, you know? Um, but I think she's such a great character. And also I've been saying for years, arguably the protagonist of the Phantom Menace because she's the closest thing to a protagonist in that movie. Um, and, you know, as the movie, as the pickles go on, her role gets more, like, you know, more and more diminished until she's just kind of pregnant, sitting in rooms. And I'm like, oh, no, George, give her something to do. So all of the extended media in the Clone Wars and in these books have just brought so much more life to her. And, um, I love her character so much. And these two, so the, yes, I read the other two books. And I waited a while to read Queen's Shadow. I actually kind of was just looking for something to read and I got it, you know, resaled for like two bucks online. Got it, loved it. And it was right when Queen's Peril came out, read that, loved it. And now we have this book. I, I, think, I think I like Queen's Peril the best, maybe. I, I, I really like all of the intricacies of Padme coming to Coruscant and her navigating the, 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 the politics and the social kind of, you know, arena that she finds herself in. Um, I think that's really interesting. So I think Queen's Pearl might be my favorite out of the bunch, but I love them all very much. Yeah, awesome. I love it. How was you, Danielle? And by yeah. the way, I just call on someone to get started. You guys all feel free to jump in and, and, and talk. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I also watched uh, the prequels at a very young age. And I know I have different favorite Padme moments as I, you know, grow up. Uh, but when I was younger, Attack of the Clones was my favorite Padme. Um, I thought the arena scene uh, was a, a bi awakening for me. <laughs> but Yes, I love the arena scene. Um, I still do, but I loved it even more when I was younger. Uh, and now I think actually Padme and the Phantom Menace is my favorite of the prequels, just because you're right, she is the protagonist and we get so much. And if you compare her in the Phantom Menace to in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, you just get so much of her character, so much more of her character and her involvement than you do in those other films, I think. And um, 
one thing I feel that E.K. Johnston does really well is she takes that and like weaves it through those books. What we get of Padme and the Phantom Menace is expanded upon and just really fleshed out in the Padme trilogy. Um, I read Queen Shadow when it, it's, Queen Shadow is the first one that came out, right? Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, so I read that when it first came out and then the others as they also came out. And I think that um, Peril was my favorite. I still really, really love it. The intricacies we get behind the handmaidens. Um, but Queen's Hope, I just, we're going to talk about it later, but <laughs> it has a very special place in my heart now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, Padme to me always represented what was at stake. Um, when I first watched the prequels, like she represented, you know, democracy, freedom, an uncorrupt republic, and just how the Senate um, was supposed to operate. And it came down to like the conversation that she had with Anakin at that time. And she's like, we have to trust in the system. And then Anakin was like, well, we have to make, they have to be made to, uh, what does I say? They have to be made, oh, I don't remember the quote. He just argues that it should be a dictatorship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, please don't had me yeah. um uh, they should be made to understand or something or they should yeah. be made to yeah something like that something like that um mm -hmm. and she was always very strong uh and independent and you know i was disappointed in in that arc in revenge of the sith and how you know she was kind of made or sidelined um to be someone who is who started off strong and had a purpose and had a will to enact that purpose to I must please Anakin. And it's not, it's, it's, it wasn't my favorite <coughs> take on Padme, which is why I appreciate the, this trilogy of books, because a lot of the things that are written in this book are a lot of the things we should have gotten in the movies <laughs> and that shouldn't have been, like there are some stuff that's in here that are actually filmed in the movies, but were just cut. But I appreciate the the additional context um, with the handmaidens, and um, with her relationship with a lot of people who she worked for, uh, worked with, and the people that worked under her, particularly Sabe. And after reading Queen's Hope and just kind of completing this trilogy, Sabe is a top three character in Star Wars for me. Whoa! Oh, oh I yeah. love that. That's why oh. I picked her to be the new, the, the new uh, Ethan Hunt. Mm -hmm. What would be what would be Sabe's name in, in Mission Impossible? <laughs> Saban. Le Saban. <laughs> Legitimately, though, if if we find out that Kira Knightley is, is has a cameo in Obi Wan, I will. No, I will I, make it. I will. No turn into a cartoon character. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It, it, it would be, it's, it's, un, it's unlikely whatnot, what but like, but like if they went so far as to like go back and, and bring her back into it, I, I don't know, that would just be incredible. Uh, and and for, for me, it's similar story to, to you guys. Um, always, always loved it. Always loved Attack of the Clones. And I always make the argument that um, people whose favorite movie is Attack of the Clones are just better people. Um, <laughs> it's not my favorite. I'm not one of those better people. But I mean, A, those people 
typically are emotionally intelligent. Um, mostly because the fan base abused them for so long. (laughs) 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 That they've that they've had to learn. Um, but uh yeah. Oh, real real quick, we we have a. the the spoiler of uh, congratulations to Element (laughs) on his victory. So, yeah. (laughs) Yay, congratulations! (laughs) So, we're we're waiting for um, the ultimate matchup of of us two. Hopefully that happens. But, yeah. Anyhow. um, Yeah, it was really odd in you know, the the third movie just to have Padme just brushing her curly hair <laughs> in weird places. Uh, but and did you say in if, weird places? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, she, listen. She like I was like she's brushing her hair, and I'm like, no, you don't. As someone who has naturally very curly <laughs> wavy hair, I'm like, you don't yeah. brush your curls. What are you doing? She's <laughs> like, oh, girl, no. <laughs> she's, she's, she's trying to get a fro. She's trying to get George, a fro. George just gave her, like, it, my favorite, it's like, there's, like, just an image of her sitting on the couch. Like, I, it's like, I joke all the time about it, like, sitting in rooms being pregnant. But that's literally what she's doing. Like, George didn't even give her a book. I'm like, George, give her something to do. Like, she's just sitting there with her hands on her lap. <laughs> waiting for the plot to happen and she's like okay i guess i have to walk over to the window now and gaze across the city which no shade to that scene i love that scene but i'm just like george like give her give her a game boy give her like something give her like you know sewing so i don't know i don't care like just give her something to do i never I think really... it was... oh, Go ahead. sorry <laughs> i was just gonna say i think it says a lot about her character though that was built up to that moment that she has one of the best lines in the movie, which is, uh, so this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause. Mm -hmm. And just the way that Natalie Portman said that, like she did so much with so little. Yeah. (laughs) And I just was like, imagine if we had more, so many more scenes of Mm -hmm. her with that type of attitude and that type of um, just uh, dedication to not letting this happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I do absolutely love when you know she was unconscious and she's on on the ship, um, and she wakes up and asks, "Where's Anakin? Is he all right?" Mm-hmm. You know, even though right, he was the one that just choked her into unconsciousness, but <laughs> but it it just um, that part just spoke like volumes to her character of especially how she views the like the republic overall yeah it's got problems and there's some crappy things but we don't give up we know it can be better we know it Mm -hmm. can do better um and and that's i mean that's that's why it's called queen's hope you know yep yep oh it's gonna make me all emotional (laughs) Well, no, okay. She, so, yeah. with the other books in the series, uh, who do you recommend them to? Oh, um, well, okay. So, I guess Queen Shadow, I feel like, was a, a good starting point. I think for the series, just because it it was new information. It was completely new. Um, we didn't know anything about Padme 
before, in between the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, uh, before the war started. And um, I, I liked that learning how she's stepping in from this role as queen into this role as senator. Uh, because it is a, it's, a, it's a stark difference between what we see in The Phantom Menace of her and what we see in Attack of the Clones. She has a new role, but she's completely accustomed to it now. And Queen's Shadow just kind of opens that up. And so I guess if people are fans of Attack of the Clones, uh, they might like Queen's Shadow a bit more. Maybe that's who I would recommend that to. Mm, okay. Yeah. I like it. I, us I usually recommend, I mean, I recommend the, the Padme books to just, to, just women. <laughs> just like read this like you'll love it it's um ek johnston is like we'll talk more about it when we get into the book but it's like ek johnston like it's it sounds so silly to say because like of course she does but she writes girls and women like all ages like you know because these this these this trilogy of books happens at different parts of these girls and women's lives and she is so good an adept at writing them when they're younger and when they're a little bit older and then when they're like you know full full grown adults and it, it she captures girl girlhood and and friendships like friendships between girls like perfectly and seeing them all like i love when they're coming up with um you know the voice and the disguises and how to maneuver and like and it's it's such, it's so compelling to me. It's so interesting and intricate. Um, but I also recommend the Padme books to like to, to everyone, you know, as well, like men as well, mostly because I always say do Queen's Shadow on Audible because the Padme books are quick reads. They're quick. On Audible, they're like six hours each. Like I'm like, you can get, you can put this on it. If you have like a desk job or something, you can put this on at work and be done with it before the end of the workday. Um, and if you don't like it, fine, you know, like then, you know, but I always say, give it a shot. You know, it's not like I'm recommending Dune, you know, it's like 27 hours. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 like, no, they're quick. They're quick and they're fun. And, um, and yeah, and especially if like, I have a, I have a friend who has daughters and I'm like, read these to your daughters. Like the, they will love this and it'll be something fun for you to do together you know, for, you know, you'll bet if you, you, you guys do like story time, you know, before bed or something, they will love this stuff. Um, and it's just, and it's also people who misunderstand her character. I always recommend, I'm like, you, you gotta read the Padme books. Like they're so, they're so good and you will love her by the end. And it just gives us so much more you know, it's like, it's like, you guys know, like the iceberg, like, I don't even know if, it, if you would call it a meme, like, but it's like, you have like the iceberg yeah. on the water and then underneath the water, mm -hmm. there's like tons more. That's like the little bit yeah. of ice on the water is the prequels that is like mm -hmm. the Padme we get in the prequels and underneath is just this plethora of more character development. So um, I recommend them to everybody for sure. I, I know that, I know that politics is usually a hard sell for mm. a lot of people like, mm -hmm. For, for the bottom tier it's like keep politics out of star wars but for the next <laughs> tier of, of star wars fans it's like okay i understand what's going on this is how things are, are going and i typically gauge them on how they react to bloodline which is basically politics and yes. it's basically all of the the trilogy of padme books um kind of 
boiled down into one book because it is politics plus intrigue and what and how she's dealing with you know um her life with han and and um ben so if they if they are a fan of padme if they can handle politics and they want to know what happens in between and they think that padme should have gotten more to her development then definitely i recommend these books to them it's also like you know six hours and you can read all three in like six hours quick reads. Yeah. Uh, uh well well not not everyone re listens at uh like 2.5 x but yes <laughs> these ones surprisingly was 3x okay <laughs> my god i don't know how you retain anything <laughs> oh because i read along with it that's why yeah. mm. um, it's just never fast enough at like, <laughs> at like 1.5 or 2 like because my my natural uh, my natural modus is to listen and read and 1x no i can't i, I agree like, with you there it's too at slow at some 1x point they walked down the <laughs> corridor <laughs> But and sometimes then at 2X, you need the dramatic, the dramatic pace. You need to draw it out a little That's bit true. to get the full experience. I, I, I rely on the theater of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are times where I'm like, oh, wait a second, I need to marinate in this. Yes. Like, no, yeah. I'll, I'll drop it. I'll drop it down to to like to like 1.9 and, and kind of marinate. But like. Yeah, I started at, at one and it kept pushing and then that got too slow and I kept going. And my wife is now listening to all these books. And so, like, I hop in the car and she's listening to uh, one of the High Republic books at the regular speed. Um, <laughs> and I was like, what is this? Like, I am going to tear like this. This ah! Like, listening to I and, like and I love. It. It's like watching it on TV. I just like I'm imagining like I'm watching a television show. Like, like ah, okay, yeah. Like this is how people talk. It's fine. <laughs> well, so I might funny. be exposing myself, but I did slow it down to one x when Sabe and Tan were, were in the kitchen. Oh. <laughs> <I know. laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Valid. Valid. Uh, I, I love it. Um, also, definitely want to to shout out. Um, uh, Kari, thank you so much um, for the donation. Super appreciate it. It's also really funny how this like annotates the because <laughs> on YouTube you, it would it's, it's the actual sticker, but it, it explaining oh what it is is it's just, just really funny. It. I love it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, also shout out to Escape Reality Films. It says uh, I, I I ask people for their favorite uh, Padme moment. Um, and I'd love to get um, all of your guys's as well. But he says, uh, Revenge of the Sith could have been three hours long. My favorite moment is her forming the rebellion, but uh, tricking Gunray during the Battle of Naboo is my favorite canon moment. Mm -hmm. I love that. And then uh, Curly Copyworks says, favorite Padme moment is impossible. Padme equals <laughs> favorite. Yes. Which is true. Um <clears throat> One of my favorite things, though, that this because I, I really love um, Queen Shadow. The thing I want more of is books that happen during the movies, but it's a different side of the story. It's a, just a different perspective altogether. Mm -hmm. That's why I, I want one kind of like what he was saying for Revenge of the Sith. That's just Padme's story, like 
during that time period because I know crazy things were going on and I really want one that's just Ben Solo's um, perspective during the whole sequels. I think that would be a crazy good book. Like yeah. what was happening with him and Hux and you know Hux has weird sexual tension with him but like it's just one <laughs> way and you're like <laughs> and it's very awkward. I think that'd be hilarious to, to read about. I think my favorite uh, Padme moment. Oh, are you? No, I was just going to say lightning round. Favorite Padme moment. Okay. Uh, I think my favorite Padme moment is every time she sees, talks back to Anakin. <laughs> um, but also specifically when she falls out of the um, gunship and the clone is like, we need to get you to safety. He's like, no, we need you. We need you to do this. Go do this. I'll be right there. <laughs> and then just yeah. like orders them away and walks off on her own and just like doesn't really care. Um, about you know the the clones um, checking on it in on her safety. She knows what she needs to do, and she she's already on the ball. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Anakin's like, "Go back! I'm jumping <laughs> out of this ship right now!" <laughs> Yeet! He's just like ready, ready to risk it all. I just want to see a deleted scene of of them arguing, and Padme can see it as she she gets up, and she's like, "Keep going!" <laughs> How about you guys? Do you have a favorite moment jumps come to mind? I mean, for me, I think I mean the one that jumps out to me is in um the Clone Wars when she tells Anakin that they need to spend time apart because she's like, "Mm, you scared me. Like this is a relationship and she acknowledges like everything like the whole thing is like the relationship is built on secrets and lies and it's like it can't last you know um and she's like our relate yeah she's like our marriage what marriage this is built on secrecy and deception you know and your rage is terrifying you know and you scared me and i think we need to spend time apart it's like it shows this it's it's you know, people kind of give her shit, you know, because they're like, oh, why would you stay with Anakin? Blah, blah. It's like the most tired and dumb fucking argument ever. Sorry. <laughs> but I'm just like, because she's a nuanced person and she loves him and sees the good in him. And, you know, but it, but it also gives her so many, so much, so many more layers that she acknowledges what's wrong and is like, this is something we need to like work on. And it's like, and with, in all honesty, if it, I mean, you know, if, if, if he hadn't turned to the dark side, like I actually, people like joke that their relationship could have worked out regardless. I'm like, no, nah, I would have worked out. I definitely think it would have worked out. Um, you know, it, sorry, the music just started playing. It like, screwed the shit out of me. I was like, what's happening? Is my phone ringing? That's not my tone. What's going on? Um, but uh, I, I definitely Spicy think song that, too. yeah, right. Like, Ooh, um, but I definitely think that they they would have made it work, honestly, if, if, you know, if the stars were aligned with them a little bit. Because she's like, no, we got to work on this. And you're in, a, you're in your spot and I'm in mine and we can't bridge this right now. So we're going to take some time apart. It was very mature. It was mm-hmm. such a mature thing to do. Um, and yeah, I think that's my favorite moment or at least the one that comes to mind. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I love that moment too, but I guess what I always think of first when I think of Padme is again, the Phantom Menace. Um, I love everything about, uh, from the moment they, that she goes to um, seek allies with the Gungans 
And when she gets on her knees and is like, I'm begging you, uh, I'm, I'm asking you, no, I'm begging you. And I love that moment so much because it shows, shows so much humility and so much of a willingness on Padme to do whatever she needs to do to save her people and save her world, not just her people, but her world. And um, and then from there, all the way through the the fight in the palace, I love I love the the scene when they they shoot the the repel guns up and they go go up the window and um, there's that one guy there. that's super slow yeah. on the side. Yeah. His guns yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so silly and I love it so much. Um, yeah, those, those, still, those, those are my favorite Padme moments. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta add uh, that to mine too. I mean, the the first moment she's in the Senate chambers, and she's like, "I have to go home. Like, this is you guys aren't going to handle this situation. So I gotta go back to my people." That was a, that was a moment number one where Padme was just like, "I gotta do this on my own." Yeah. Um. For for me, two two moments. I guess three moments jump out. Uh. So they're they're talking, but Sabe is or Kira Knightley is you know physically the queen at that point in time, and we get the background in in Queen Shadow of like should we go should we do this and then it's Natalie Portman because we are brave, Your Highness, and you're like mm -hmm. it's like all right we're we're doing this and after reading the book you're like <clears throat> all right that's kind of badass yeah <laughs> yeah know? it is um. So there's there's that one, and then when they're on the ship, and Padme is the one that's cleaning R two. There's just something very pure about that moment, you know. I don't. Mm -hmm. I just yeah. It just it's Padme being Padme, mm -hmm. and then uh, thirdly is her speech where she wins over the Republic on on their mm -hmm. on their funding. And Palpatine's like, God damn it! <laughs> like, <laughs> and he even like his, his uh, Darth Sidious's greatest opponent was Yoda, but Palpatine's greatest like nemesis was Padme, mm. and I think that's dope. She beat him so many times, and that's why I love. I really love about the Clone Wars is it shows even more just how many times she was a foil to his plan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love that. All right, let's jump into the matter at hand. Quick uh, non-spoiler hit uh, for anyone here in the chat, because I realize not everyone. I'm, uh, you know, Saint Pat already said it. Um, you know, he hadn't finished the book yet, so that's okay. I try to wait, try to wait a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, quick non-spoiler thoughts on Queen's Hope, and uh, once again, you know, who you would recommend it to, and kind of where this book places for you, and then we'll get into like the nitty gritty. Um, yeah, I guess I can start. I have been saying this since I finished it, but I really think that this, above all three of the books, is truly a testament to the original, to the OG Star Wars women. And oh. uh, it's a great character exploration of Padme and of other women in the book. Um, at the beginning of the war, how her relationships, not just with Anakin, but with everyone in her life, change. And I understand better why in Revenge of the Sith she's so alone and why there's that feeling of kind of like melancholy mm. around her. And especially the, the, the heartbreaking scene, um, the parallel between her and Anakin right before Anakin falls is like made even more, I, I think, like um, expressive in Queen's Hope 
uh, just because you know everything that you, you find out everything that happens before that that led to that moment and for her specifically not for Anakin but for her mm-hmm. and yeah I would recommend it to all female non-binary Star Wars fans and then to all Star Wars fans in general especially if you have like children who are Star Wars fans or who you want to be Star Wars fans because this above all of the books in the series is the one I wish that I had when I was younger. I wish I had all of them, but if I had to pick mm. one, it would be this one. Nice. I love it. <laughs> um, I, go oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Pat. Go ahead, Aggie. Okay. Um, <laughs> this book was amazing. I loved it. Um, it really just... I mean, yeah, Danielle, you're so right. Like, I didn't even think about that, but that makes so much sense. Like, why she is so alone in Revenge of the Sith as these, like, these friendships aren't, they're not gone, but they've, 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 God, how do you, how would you describe it? They're not gone, but it's, but the time has passed. You know, it's this, it's this feeling of melancholy as, her handmaidens have obviously, she and her handmaidens have grown up and they're living their lives now. You know, they are they don't need to do this anymore. And even though that time was so terrifying and it was so wrought with, um, you know, pain and war and all of this, there was a joy to that time for them because they had each other and they had like this rock that they were clinging to, which was each other and their sort of this this collective that they had formed and um for it's it is kind of slowly watching those pieces fall away and until padme only has you know kind of what she's doing politically and then you know what she's doing you know romantically you know she's you know she's gotten married there's there's such a God, it's like my, my only, my only criticism of this book, real criticism of this book, because I, you know, what's fair is fair. I always have criticisms of everything constructively, is that this book felt a bit like an, less like a part three and more like an epilogue, you know, to like, to to Padme and the handmaidens and Sabe, it felt much more kind of like this, like this epilogue and less like a part three, which is, you know, fine, honestly. Um, because it, because it makes sense. It makes sense for where the story is in terms of the, of the prequels and where the story is set. It took, like, there wouldn't be another adventure for them all to go on that wouldn't, that's just not, that wouldn't fit in. So that's not on E.K. Johnson at all. It's just, it, it almost kind of like, I was sort of waiting a little bit for sort of like the adventure to happen. And when I realized it wasn't, and I realized like what this book really was, it just made me so sad. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this makes sense," but oh, I'm sad, you know. Um, but it was wonderful, and there's so my God, there's so much to talk about, you guys. I can't wait. And again, I, I yeah, I would recommend it to everyone, especially yeah, especially young girls, because God, it's just written so well. And it's like, it especially compared to, and it's not, and it's not that I don't think the gentlemen can write women well, they certainly can, but it is fun. Like I don't, I was, I remember when I initially listened to Queen's Shadow, I had just finished a, a Legends book. <laughs> and like the female writing in this like old Star Wars book, I was like, oof. 
it's like queen's shadow and it's like oh my god it's all women and it's just written by the by a woman oh my god this is great and i was like man this is like so different <laughs> and um so it was i was just kind of laughing to myself like yeah like I, what was it? Shadows, Shadow of the Empire or something where there's like a straight up sex robot in that. And I'm like, cool. And then <laughs> you get this instead of like, oh, this is nice. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I love, I there's, love There's some, some questions. I love that book. She's uh, or stuff <laughs> yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love I always, it, but. I always describe Legends as America, F, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, truly. <laughs> it's fun. I love it, but it is that like, Oh, this is definitely of its time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would classify all of the Queen's books, and, and in particular Queen's Hope, as essential reading for anyone that's a fan of the prequels and a fan of Padme. Yeah, because because what's written in these books, and in particular Hope, uh, is like a grander picture of how Palpatine maneuvered the Senate in such a way where even even removed from the jedi battles and the clone wars the battle that was being fought by padme in the in the senate and it's always wonderful to know um that it's not just you know these big bills that that they're trying to pass it's so it's like the work that she has done and the work that's being done for the smaller folk of the galaxy these smaller little you know macro issues that that are being taken care of because a lot of times when we watch just the prequels you get a lot of questions um and i'm sure chaco gets a lot of questions too about like what why didn't the republic do this why didn't they go against slavery there's a lot of intricacies to think about when it comes to governance and it's always it's always fun to to see the behind the scenes of palpatine's manipulations and how mm. how and then how padme <laughs> was fighting against that stuff unbeknownst to her that she was fighting the sith lord and you know it, it's it's such a great look into how padme how marriage and love changed padme internally which affected her relationships with all of her handmaidens who had started out in this trilogy as like mm -hmm. die hard loyalty you know will do anything for padme um to see that some of them could be hurt and some of them mm -hmm. could you know change their their view on you know following someone blindly um and i wouldn't say blindly i'm just that's for lack of a better term you know, like ride or die this, yeah the yeah. the relationship changed as love and marriage changed padme and there was an interesting look in, in, into that story and how everyone of her of her handmaidens like had they came into her service with specialties and left her service expanding upon those specialties. And I thought it was, it was awesome. Um, Sashay's work and Sabe's work, um, especially Sabe. Like, I, I feel like I, I misunderstood the assignment and fell in love with Sabe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same. It's okay. Yeah. Sabe is easy to fall in love with. Yeah. Um, all right so yeah we'll just jump into full full-on uh spoiler territory um and uh real quick i do want to say my, my my other padme favorite moment because i just thought of it um and i and it's because i 
was on the opposite side until Padme said this. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's the moment after they sneak back in from the concert. And Panaka's like, how dare you do this? How am I supposed to protect you? You need to stay here. You need and I'm like, yeah, that was irresponsible of her. She shouldn't have gone out. She should. And then Padme's like, all right, listen, I'm going to need you to step down. First of all, your job is to protect me. My job is not to make your job easier. Let's get that straight. You need to stand down. If I choose for you to be there, then you can. If not, you have to work around me. And you're like, the way she like stepped up, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, damn. Okay. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. it, it just reminded me of when Anakin was like, oh, this is what we should. And she's like, no, he's just a Padawan learner. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, yeah. What were we talking about? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, love that moment. <clears throat> All right, jumping in full spoiler territory. I just hit me with the feels, what you love about this book, um, your thoughts. I I just saw the the TikTok last night where E.K. Johnson confirmed that Baby Shark <laughs> is canon in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> You can't get away from it. And, <laughs> and, and we also know that the uh, the Wookiee ship is the Wellerman backwards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what, what jumps out of you guys? Oh, the vignettes. The vignettes. Oh. oh like, that oh. is genuinely... When I realized that uh, the first vignette was Shmi, because you don't realize it at first. It takes mm -hmm. a minute. And when you yeah. realize that I've just like, I've started crying immediately mm -hmm. and then I barely stopped for the rest of the book. <laughs> but yeah, they're just so beautifully written, like genuinely beautiful exposition mm -hmm. about these women that we never got enough about and just heartbreaking. And I, I was saying to Camilla after I finished it that it was just like, we got, we got the four Skywalker moms here. Mm -hmm. um, for once, like all in this one book, we got the four Skywalker moms, and uh, it's just something so powerful about that. Yeah, uh, and you never knew who she, they, she was talking about until partway through. Mm -hmm. But when it, when the I because I it was it took till till the very last line that I knew they were talking about Baru, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I love Baru now. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> it's also. I, the oh, first up. time we, the first time we know know her name to be, Baru White's son before, before Ooh. Lars. I knew, but I don't know how. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> yeah. I'm for skeptical the, of that. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> the for the first one, what really got me so hard was like, and this is very much so like original trilogy and prequel trilogy, which is as it should be, totally fine. But when it started, I thought it was Ray. And for a minute, and I was like, "Is this Ray?" Like, and then when I when I realized about halfway through, I'd say probably about halfway through that it was Shmi. It hit me even harder because, like, then I started comparing, like, I started correlating the two of them, and I was like, "Oh my god, they have so much in common!" Like, this is like extra painful now. <laughs> oh no! And just like you know, they both are like in the desert 
trying to make it to tomorrow, you know, tr- like, you know, putting themselves themselves to backbreaking labor and they're, they feel alone, you know, and, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, oh, and, and I was like, is this Ray? Like, like, but wait. And then when you find out it's Shmi, I'm just like, oh my God. And then, um, and then, oh, they were just, yeah, they were incredible. They were so incredible. And yeah. I love the, uh, the vignette about, you know, how hard it is to do what she's doing and to get back up and try again. I almost mm-hmm. felt like that one could have been about Leia as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just how parallel or how same their lives echo each other with their their activism and their fight against the 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 power that mm-hmm. wants to uh, control everything. Um, and that was just incredible. It's also just, you know, a fun little message for yourself if if you've ever felt like it was too much just mm. just keep going <laughs> yeah but also Breha's um so I was oh. waiting for Breha's once I realized that it was the Skywalker moms I was like she's got to be in here where's she going where's she gonna be where's she gonna be and then to be the last one I was like of course of course um I feel like we don't often enough talk about Breha's uh influence on leia and i felt that got really uh like shown through in her vignette about how she gave everything for her planet which she could have chosen herself over her her world but she didn't she chose the world and everything she did was for that and she sacrificed everything for that and i view that so much in leia when it comes to the rebellion and then the new um the new republic and then the resistance, she's just continuously sacrificing, sacrificing, sacrificing for something bigger than herself. And mm-hmm. I recognize Leia so much in the Padme one, but also in Brea's. Yeah. They talked about how like her mechanical, like, because she has a mechanical heart. And what else? I think it's heart and lungs. Yeah, like I just like I don't know. Just the way that passage was was written just like made me feel so many feels. This is why you got to listen to it at the normal speed because then <laughs> it ha- the feels happen. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but if I oh, can yeah. stay ahead of my tears, it's like <laughs> it's like a storm tears. is rolling in. <laughs> I can outrun the feels. <laughs> oh God. I think. Um, <sighs> I mean, the, the, the entire book stands out to me because there's so much there's so much character work that's going on across all of the handmaidens pa- post, you know, service to Padme and then, you know, dealing with Padme getting married. But I think the one thing that stands out to me just the most is when Anakin and Sabe like just happen upon each other. Like I have this weird heart cannon that like there's a deleted scene where he he gets into the bed and starts to like snuggle with her and, and somebody's like what are you doing i thought that's, that's what was gonna happen <laughs> i was so stressed i was like more stressed like reading this because like she's like gets into bed and then she's like oh she hears the door open and i was like oh my god i was like what's I gonna scream. happen me too i, I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god what's gonna yeah. happen and then it just cuts to it's like Clovis. Who are you? <laughs> and Anakin's like, Who are you? And she's like, No, who are you? And he's like, 
what the fuck do you mean? It's <laughs> like this like weird like Spider-Man meme standoff. Where oh, it's like, God. what? Like, what is going on? You know, and like because they are both understandably freaking out, you know? And um and oh my god, when okay, the other part that like just completely ripped me apart was um i mean it all ripped me apart but the uh, one of the main parts was so like i like i really like i love anakin and padme together i think they're super cute i've cross-examined myself five thousand times no one has to do it for me it's fine um and <laughs> it's uh but I, but I like them together i think they're fun i think like there's a lot there to enjoy and i think the tragedy of them is also what makes them compelling um, so I like it. I ship them. But when Sabe find, finds out yeah. that they got married, it was devastating. It oh. devastated me because like Sabe, Sabe like talks to Anakin and she's like, okay, like I get it. Like, okay, fine. Like you're pretty charming. You're handsome. Okay. She's like, she's fucking you. Like, cool, cool, cool. Fine, fine, fine. Like, I get it. I'm not judging. And then when he's like well it's my job it's like i take that i take that that oath so personally to protect her and then sabe is like she married you and there's that beat and i'm like oh my god and it's so oh and i'm like my heart just hurts for her she did this all for him and mm. I was like, oh, like, you know, like changing her schedule, moving the handmaidens around. Yes. None of the handmaidens stay on the same level as her anymore. And she's like, she didn't do this because <clears throat> she wanted to change. She did this because of him. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I felt that. Because- mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, additionally, how additionally, how I don't remember which handmaiden it was. But additionally, when uh, Sabe finds out that one of the other handmaidens knew mm-hmm. and she was the last one to know. Yeah. Yep. yep. She was the last to know. Mm -hmm. It's it's like because they capture that. Like the thing that E.K. Johnson captures so well is like the intensity of female friendships. Mm -hmm. And and Danielle, I feel like you can totally like you so understand this. But like like the intensity, like female friendships are really intense, especially when you're really close with somebody. And sometimes, you know, like you become best friends with 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 another girl and you're best friends for years and it's like maybe something's there you know like there's something unspoken happening and if the world was you know if if circumstances were different you know if if where you were in your life were different like maybe that this relationship would also be different and but then at a certain point like the, the, t- the moments passed and it's like kind of where Sabe and Padme are because Sabe is in love with Padme like she, she is and but but I, what I love about and Padme to an extent like there's also something there it's not one-sided and but I think one of the things that they that E.K. Johnson captures so so well is that there's there's a like Sabe's got a candle lit for Padme always there's something there but it doesn't you know it doesn't you know they're not neither of them are paralyzed with their feelings like no they like live their lives like Sabe's like okay like I acknowledge that I have these feelings for you but I'm gonna go live my life like I can't I'm not gonna be you know just like you know you know, you know paralyzed with like my with my feels like I'm gonna go do my thing 
there's something there, but like, you know, we got to keep, we got to keep this, you know, we, we got to keep moving here. And so much so though, that like that moment's passed and, and Sabe says it, she's like, it's not like I thought she'd pick me. Like, that's not what I, it's not like I ever expected that, but I just always thought there'd be more for her. And yeah. it's, it's oh like I always thought she'd pick more is what she says. Mm -hmm. And um and it is, it's so you so understand and like there's so much like so much queerness here and it's just so beautiful and it's just great, yeah. Yeah. And it's just when when uh, Padme comes back and Save has the talk with her and they break up. Oh my up. god. With a big breakup of the book. Yeah. And she says, My hands are yours. Please don't ask please don't ask for them again. Like yep. I don't think that, that there's a worse like breakup or more more like devastating, I think, because mm -hmm. we know what it means to say yeah. my for them to say my hands are yours. Mm -hmm. It's just ugh. The and climax think, of this. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think E.K. Johnston confirmed that that is the last time Sabe and Padme ever saw each other yeah. before her death. And the, just cli <laughs> the, cl the climax of this book is a conversation between two women. Like, yeah. there's no battle. There's no conflict. Big conflict. Like, it. No, it's just a conversation between two women who like who love each other you know and, and and a breakup and it's so devastating and it's like i was like it's coming it's coming oh i can't <laughs> do it it's so devastating but you're yeah danielle which yeah you're so right when she's like my hands are yours don't but you can't ask for them again it's just oh oh god uh, yeah <laughs> if, if you if you need me i will be there no matter what mm -hmm. but it will break my heart Mm -hmm. If you love me, please don't call. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, I think I recommend um, Vader 2020. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, ah. That scene hits <laughs> harder, too. Uh. That scene hits mm. so much harder, too. When you, <laughs> when, when you think of, like, last time you're in this situation, he's like, uh, can I can I sleep here still though? <laughs> <laughs> I can't go back to the temple. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's one thing that uh, Ike does really well in this, though, is is all of all of the action and intrigue and all those things are still there. They're still in the book, but that's just not the catalyst for for the for the things happening. But there's still scenes that like really hit me, like when Palpatine talks to, to Sabe, and oh. you realize like. Oh, he's doing some dark side stuff this whole time and just like raising everyone's paranoia and all this. Like that scene was crazy to me. His POV, mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting for there to be a Palpatine POV uh, in this book. And it was written so well. Like I read it in his voice and uh, <laughs> like it was just, it was so good. That whole scene with Save and yeah, just amazing. It's also a really good uh go ahead Pat. i was just gonna ask are you all um up to date on the the latest vader 2020 i started reading it but um i i have to catch up um i think i know Very most of what happens though i know i know <laughs> there's a lot of vader comics okay but i know the vader 2020 run is like the best 
I've read the a lot of the latest comics. issue. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. one issue behind. You haven't read I, the Oh gosh, go I read think, it now. I think I'm one behind. <laughs> it's really great. It, uh, it's Are good. you caught up, Daniel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, it's 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 yeah. That's um that's the priority when it comes to Star Wars comics for sure for me. Like I'm like you gotta catch up, you gotta catch up. It's I mean yeah, like I think the Palpatine Sabe scene. Oh god, it's so no good. Spoilers. And spoilers. it <laughs> and um, but one of the things that I think illustrates it so well is how much of a hard time Sabe has in this book being Padme. It really drives home how it's different now. Everything's different. It isn't like when they were younger, you know, this isn't, it's not the same and how she has trouble with it. And she, you know, is trying to be Padme. She's trying to get the voice down. She's trying to get the mannerisms, but there's a strip, but it's, a, it's hard for her. It's really hard. And, um, it, it goes to show that like, there are other forces at work here that it's not just because Padme got married. It's because the world's different and the war's different and everyone's priorities are different. And that's one another part where, where Sabe's like, she was the best too at impersonating Padme, you know, the queen, you know, and even she's like, man, yeah, I, I, I you know, it's like when I, you know, go out with friends and I, and I'm like, we're going to party all night. And then I'm like, man, it must be so late. And it's like nine 30. And I'm like, man, <laughs> It's not not as strong as I used to be. Oh shit! You know, I'm not I'm not 22 years you know 22 anymore. Um, and yeah, like so there's other those other factors there that really affect her. And she's like, this this time's over, man. Like I can't do this anymore. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm not gonna lie though. I kind of I I feel for Tanra. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's made a sterner stuff, you know. <clears throat> he, uh, you know what, he knew what he signed up for. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, another thing that really like struck me in this book was uh, was the intelligence, it, like the emotional intelligence of Padme, when the person behind the scenes helping. Oh, we lost our Aggie. Uh, should be back when the person behind the scenes helping revealed themselves and they're another Nemoidian. Yes. And she's just like, oh, hell no. And then it's like, no, I guess it would make sense. Like, like they're done a monolith and like has this whole, you know, internal conversation about, um, you know, she has this whole internal conversation about her bias and then gets over it like in that second, but mm -hmm. acknowledges it that it's a thing. And that's the hardest thing is getting people to acknowledge that mm -hmm. you might, you might be biased by your previous interactions yeah. and you should stop and reflect on that. You know, like, mm -hmm. why is that so hard? I love that so much because it's such a stark difference between like imagining Anakin in that same position. <laughs> like, no, that would have gone very differently. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, it just shows again, you know, they're, they're different demeanors, they're different ways of handling things. And I really love that. Yeah, nice Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Padme would have been the best Jedi. Yeah. If she was a Jedi, none of this would have happened. 
She would have <laughs> been Yoda's. Have she would have been Yoda's Padawan, and then every time he said something a little bit off base, she would have <laughs> uh, spoken back. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. feel like you know how you know how people say if Qui Gon had lived, Anakin would not have turned. I would say if Padme were Yoda's Padawan, the Jedi Order would not have fallen. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Can I take, I mean, I, I'm a clone girl, so I have to take a minute to talk about my clones in this book, because as soon as E.K. Johnston announced this book, I was like, they're going to be clones, because it takes place at the beginning of the war. There has to be clones. And there were clones. I mean, first of all, there was a mention of Cody. And I got freaked out about that. He says one line. It was very exciting. Um, <laughs> but my favorite thing that we learned about the clones is um, the clone sister tells us that they leave the helmet of the clone where they've fallen. And I wasn't prepared for that to learn that little tidbit of information about them. But yeah, so, and their helmets are such a big part of who they are. Um, and learning, learning that about them and that Anakin was there for that. I liked that because as much as I, I, I do enjoy that we get so much more of Padme on her own in this, I did like the, the bits of Anakin we got as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Watch Clone Wars season seven finale all over again, knowing that because they <laughs> yeah, didn't, yeah. that's what I was thinking. <laughs> they yeah, didn't same. have a place that they fell. So they had to prop them up on sticks. I know. I, I, yeah, I, I cried in that too. I'm telling you, I was, there was barely, like, there were more places in this book that I cried than I did. Mm -hmm. I'm just picturing you just like always with a glass of water, just like, ah, need to hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> we're going back in. <laughs> I, I read it in a day after I got the, the e arc. I was like, hey, everything's getting set aside today, which I'm lucky I can do that. But, uh, and just read straight through it. And my poor, my partner was listening to me scream and cry <laughs> in the other room the whole day. <laughs> oh, God. And their their wedding was so, I mean, the wedding is so um, weird in the movie. <laughs> um, it's like, I mean, it, it, kind of makes sense i guess you know because there is a somberness to their wedding because their their wedding and the beginning of the war coincide like like the war begins when they get married and the war ends when like they break apart so it's fitting but there's such a somberness to um to the wedding in the movie that i really liked the indulging of it in the book i thought it was very romantic and it was very like we got to actually like you know have that moment with them it was really really you know it was really sweet um and yeah yeah i really liked that i thought it was really I, i'm just like we got to kind of just spend a little bit more time with them because like it's mm -hmm. like and I, and i think that you know like and people who are in long-term relationships or who are married understand too, though. But like marriage just does change things, you know, like when you get married or when you're in a long-term relationship, you know, things, you know, so I feel like a lot of times people kind of, people have that experience where they kind of, kind of brush up against their close friends who maybe aren't in a relationship or, or who aren't married and maybe like they don't understand you know I've never had that experience my friends have always been very understanding and stuff but I know that happens like you know why does everything have to be different now it's like well because it does <laughs> because I'm married now and I can't like just 
you know, it is, it is kind of, um, I, I will say I never really believed that marriage changed things. Like I was like, oh, whatever. Like me, me and my husband had been together for like seven years before we got married. And we ended up getting married because I was like, I need benefits, health. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, so, um, but I was always like, oh, marriage doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything, but it kind of does. It's, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, so I did feel for Padme when, you know, because of course it's not even something that she can talk about for God's sakes. Like usually like marriage is something you can celebrate with your friends. And she had to keep it a secret from these girls and except for um, Sasha, 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 yeah. yeah. Except for Sasha, you know. And even then, it was kind of like a Sasha's like, "I'm not gonna ask." Here's your thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't even like celebrate this with her friends, with her sisters, you know. And it's just, and she's alone, you know. And it's like, but I felt for her because you know she things did change, and and it's like good. You know, if it's like an ice, if we look at her just getting married as an isolated thing and not like, you know, the war and the bullshit and how we know it's going to end, you know, I, I felt kind of like when Sabe was kind of, I, I, how do I, how do I describe this? It's not like I was switching alliances or like I picked someone I agreed with. Like, no, I agreed with all of them, you know, but like when, when Sabe was kind of, you know, why does she do things this way? Like, because she's married Sabe. Okay, it's different yeah. now. Like, you have to be understanding. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, the priority like, oh, shifted, basically. Yeah, you know, because we, shift. Because Padme says she she had planned to sit down with Sabe and have a, a talk with her to reveal everything. Mm -hmm. But the order in which that info was revealed, unfortunately, did not line up with her priorities. So, yeah, you know, yeah. the plan was always there. One thing I really liked at the beginning with the wedding was um, the. I feel like this was where Padme's internal strife was most prominent was at the beginning because she, she's never done anything for herself before. It's always been yeah. in service of something else. And you can see that where she's constantly going back and forth between feeling sad because she can't include her friends and family in this moment, but then being like, no, but this is for me. I've never done anything just for me. And I want it mm. to be like that. I want it to just be me and Anakin. And then back to being sad that she can't have her mm. handmaidens and then saying, no, this is for me. And then when she's ignoring the calls from uh, Bill Organa and everyone else in the Senate. And I have found myself struggling with that too. Cause I was like, this is so like not the Padme we've seen before, like ignoring calls from the Senate. Mm -hmm. like, what are you doing? And I realized that's, that's what it's meant to be like, is that that's her own struggle with knowing she has a job that she has to do, but wanting to take these few days to experience something she never has allowed herself mm -hmm. to experience before. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because she's never wanted to before, you know? Mm -hmm. And that I think that's that's one that really is interesting. Also, I, I got I I just I wanna I don't even know how to broach this, but like when she returns to the Senate and Bale greets her and there's like, oh, are you healed up? And she's like, yes. Um, but she says my wounds were like in a place that was embarrassing <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. She's she talking, talking about, about dropping on the reek. <laughs> she has to be. That was my immediate thought. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, did, has Shaylee read this yet? Like, that's, that was my, my first thought. Um, I don't know, it just, it just made me laugh, but, uh, no, that, that beginning scene was, 
because like like you said they're all in their own places and that's it's interesting because the jedi in their beliefs are all pretty unified but as time goes on they become separate people the clones identical template become mm. separate people mm. and these these women are because of circumstance were meant to play this one this one girl and they've all grown beyond that you know even mm -hmm. even padme and just seeing you know that echo out of of time changes mm -hmm. all things and all people was just like and i'm like yeah i'm getting older and like damn it <laughs> yeah know? it's like it's so it's sobering it's like yeah yeah things change they like they things can't stay the same you know as much as we wish they could sometimes but like you know the part so like have you guys everyone here seen tangled right yeah yeah mm -hmm. so do you know when rapunzel leaves the tower for the first time and she's like this is the best day ever and then she's like i am a terrible daughter and she keeps <laughs> on going back and forth that's like what like padme felt like to me where she's like i'm getting married and she's like I am horrible and selfish. I should be doing this. Like, no, I want to do this for me. Like, look at how hot he is. Yes, let's go. You know, and then I'm horrible and I am so selfish. And you know, I can't tell my friend. It was just like, like I so understand that feeling. Like, yeah, I'm just being like, I just want to do something for me. And and um, but yeah, Danielle, that was funny. Yeah, she that fluctuation, and um. Yeah. She finally just gets to go swimming and she just feels at peace for five seconds. I just, oh, it's, I mean, when you, when you're a public servant, you know, she, she's, yeah, she spent her whole life doing everything for other people and for her planet. And it is kind of this weird. And in public. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. In public. Yeah. Uh, one, one more thing. Uh, we got the resolution of the awkward um, moment from, <laughs> I mean, to, to me, it was. I f it felt like truly one of the most awkward like moments I've I can recall reading is when you know the the girl that Sabe was vibing with uh, yeah. approaches Padme and she's like, "Uh, I gotta go," <laughs> and then we get the uh, echo of that in this book of being like, "Yeah, I think I." I think I came on to the wrong one. <laughs> That's funny. Like, that made me chuckle. I liked that whole, uh, you know, springing off of that. Uh, I think that it was uh, Sasha's story um, about what she was doing for Naboo as a part of the um, the government there and with Naboo's moons, I think it was. Um, I really liked that little side story just to see what was going on and how Palpatine was still trying to like mix in with things in his own his own planet still um, and try to mess things up over there and then with Panaka as well. Panaka mm -hmm. um, yeah. is such uh, an interesting character. What sorry. an what I guess I get sad when when you talk about Panaka. Yeah, it is. It's so sad, sad that like slow, like because then because then the entire time I thought of um, Le I, wait, hang on, it's Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Mm -hmm. I just every time Panaka was on screen, I just thought of Leia, Princess of Alderaan, when he's like he knows 
You know, he's like, you remind me of someone. Like, how old you... are you again? Yeah, yeah, you know, and and how he kind of just, you know, because he becomes a moth, right? Yeah. Or yeah, and like he kind of Panaka to me is the type of guy that like I I see a lot of myself in Panaka. It's like it's kind of that um. You know, just kind of like a get-along guy that's like, yeah, I'm gonna just keep rolling with this. Oh, this is what's going on. Okay, I guess so. And like, and and like, but like that, but also like, I see myself, and I'm, and it's like, and I see like the that idea of like, don't be that. Like, don't ever like, sort of like, just like, you know, just kind of like, I guess this is how things are now, and I guess that's okay. It's like, no, it's not okay. You know, <laughs> like, um. And just like he's such a tragic character, he's a quietly tragic character. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. When he talks to Leia, he's like, "How old are you? You, you remind me of someone." And it's oh, and then he dies, and it's so like oh, and it's he's a very interesting character, and I always, I always feel, I always feel for him. It's it's not it's not easy being Panaka, you know. No, <laughs> no, not easy being one of the captains Panaka. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, I love it. Well, I, I so I've because I feel like we've we've covered um, most of the book. Um, question I have to ask for for reasons: Is this book too woke? <laughs> you know. I mean, no I did a three-minute-long video about that. Already. <laughs> uh, what? Hit us with the highlights. <laughs> well, I, I guess my, my problem with that terminology for this specific book is that is it is it woke to include characteristics of people or people in general who exist in real life when <laughs> we can include the uh, regular um, or not regular when we regularly included um, you know non marginalized people in these books. Is it then woke to include other people who also exist? I don't think so. <laughs> no. In contrast, not including them, is that, would you like your media to be asleep? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, is it a reflection? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what yeah. I want, just a reflection. I mean, there was, there was one video um, that I made a video on about Padme being racist. It has nothing to do with the book. But when I first watched it, I was like, is he talking about Nemoidians? But because like even then she kind of got over it. <laughs> but no, it was something completely different. Um, yeah. There are people who just I don't know, real life to them <laughs> just doesn't exist. Yeah. And so I mean, like, you know, when you get the when you get the the comment, y'all got your Asian superhero. Now take a step back, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. The, their their life is all about quotas and numbers like mm -hmm. you should just touch grass i don't know yeah it's it's such a like i don't know man. it's so it just makes me sad for them I, i'm like why are it's like the idea that like because the only explanation that i can think of is that you see you've you had you've seen yourself in media constantly your entire life so much that you think the inclusion of anyone else is like erasure to you it, it is bizarre it's like what a bizarre headspace to be in and what a sad place to be in i mean i always 
Brandon, I'll never forget when you made, you post this video and I quote it all the time because it stuck with me that hard. But when you said you're like, my existence is not political. Like me being here is not political. Like that's not how this works. And I use that all the time now. Like whenever people are like, oh, it's what I'm like, someone existing is not a political statement. It just means they exist. And also like, especially when we look at the sister clone, like, it, it's like not only was that really, really cool to see, it also makes total sense. Like, it makes total sense. Like, you have all these clones being engineered, you know, it's like they're all not gonna, but, but they all come out a little different. A lot of them come out a lot different. Look at the Bad Batch, like, mm -hmm. for God's sakes. Like, look at that situation where it's like, oh, you know, like something went differently or like, you know, I don't I don't want to use the term something went wrong because I love the clones and I like don't want to imply that there's anything wrong with any of them. Um, but it totally makes sense that the sister comes out different. Like, yeah, that makes total sense. Like, yeah, I can totally see that happening. And then Anakin Skywalker said trans rights. And I was like, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, like she, she explains it or they explain it to him and he's like, yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. yeah. And it's just, it was so cool to see that. And um, and then we have the non-binary character, uh, which was super cool. And mm -hmm. yeah, like just people existing is great. And I like seeing people who are different from me. I don't know why people don't like that, but. Well, uh, it's just, and that's the thing is that it's just people existing. It's just yeah. people existing. It's not. Mm -hmm. There's and no like, activism in there. It's no, just, mm -hmm. none at all. And that's why I just, and you know, the thing is, is that if certain people have read the other books in this trilogy, it shouldn't be a surprise <laughs> <laughs> about the LGBTQ representation in Queen's Hope. Yes. Is it even more in Queen's Hope than it was in the others? Yes, but it's there in the other ones. And so if mm -hmm. you already know that you don't want to read that, why are you accepting arcs for books that you know mm -hmm. aren't going to have what you want in it? Mm -hmm. We all know it's to cause a... It's to be in there. <laughs> That's what it is. To be mm -hmm. in there. I just know that, you know... It, it, it's it's frustrating when you have a world full of tentacled beasts and aliens <laughs> and all kinds of species and the thing that you can't wrap your head around is neo pronouns <laughs> like are we are we expecting to travel to mars find an alien species and, and <laughs> assume that they're going to go by normal <laughs> pronouns like mm -hmm. no they probably identify as blarg i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no you guys said it said it perfectly it's just um so as far as who this book is for if, if you're someone that unironically uses the term woke don't talk to me yeah um <laughs> so um awesome all right all right so after after reading this series and um Basic question: Who do you want to see a book on next? And you can't say Sabe because we all want to see Sabe. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I want. Or, or if you have a pitch for a Sabe book, I, I do want to hear it though. But I like that's just too easy of an answer. Okay, I all want right. um, little Ray, like young Ray. 
I would very much like a Young Grey book um, and uh, a Breha book. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Tanra. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and the, the work that he and Sabe do on Tatooine. So by proxy, Sabe's in the book. <laughs> <laughs> but Tanra is my answer. But if I have to, if I have to step away from that, I would say the children of Tahar and uh, Ayla. Oh, yes, Ayla. Where, 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 where is she now? Yeah, what's she... <laughs> Who do I want? I mean, I want, I mean, we talk about getting a Finn. I want a Finn book so badly. Um, I love Finn and I want to see more from him. Um, a young Ray book. It sounds so good because I just love her. Um, it I, I would just be sad the whole time. <laughs> I would just be like, eh, 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 no, you're alone. It's bad. I'm sad. But um, I would love to see more Ray content too. Um, I think that the sequels are kind of. I think mostly like sequel characters are coming to mind for me because it is such a blind spot still. Like we have a lot of prequel books. We have a lot of um, maybe not so much. Like original, like original trilogy after the original trilogy, we get a lot of that character work. Um, mm -hmm. We're getting a Luke story coming up uh, with Lando, which is very exciting. So we're gonna get that. So like Chaco talked about a Ben Solo story, which I would die for. Um, I'd love to see like just his. I'd love to see like everything that happened in the Rise of Kylo Ren like before. Like yeah. I'd love to see that. That's so interesting to me. Um, I'd write it like Disney call me. I'll write it for you. Um, um, but put your, yeah. put your submissions in for the next from, from a certain <laughs> point of view. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard like people have gotten their breaks through that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can't believe I forgot to say Hera. I, oh. I read a new Dawn recently and um, I loved it because I love the character work on Kanan, but I really want, a solely focused Hera yeah. book. I don't know from what period. I think before she met Kanan, so before New Dawn. Um, but I really, I really want mm -hmm. that. I just Erna. love Kanan, like in the alley, watching her as a shadow <laughs> just handle people, and he just like, yeah. he's just like full on himbo mode, just like, like <laughs> down bad from the get go. <laughs> Whoa! Like I picture. <laughs> I picture him sounding like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> or Nicholas oh, wow. I love I loved the Hera episode. I loved the Bad Batch so much. And I loved the Hera episodes in the Bad Batch. And I remember when we were watching them and she and Omega have their like little friendship. And I was just and it was like, and of course, like the Bechtel test is not the be all end all of the, like feminist like media. It's just an interesting thought experiment. And I do, but it is cool when stuff passes it. And I was like, and the Bad Batch passes the Bechtel test now yeah. because we have two female characters who are both named talking about something that is not about a man and just like how to fly the ship and like their little, fr I love seeing like young girls forming friendships is something that we see so rarely and I love it to see it. And um, it was cool to see her family too. I just, hair is so cool. I love, I would love to get a hair book too. Yeah. Yeah. Just give us all the books. Is everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's true. Cause I, I, there's certain things that you just personally, I didn't notice, but being, you know, 
I didn't notice that none of the, my media ever displayed women as having any sort of relationship other than being antagonistic towards each other. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I go for years without ever seeing, <laughs> without seeing like them being friends without one of them secret hating, secretly hating yeah. each other. And it, it was like, um, you know, wrapping your you know mind around it for someone like me, it was just like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Cause they're just like people. <laughs> <laughs> I got they just so <laughs> yeah they like wow like it's I got so on that topic it was really just like a little side note like I'm not I, I like I'm a casual Final Fantasy fan like I am not really big on JRPGs I don't I it's just not a game format that connects with me but I have a lot of respect for the for the Final Fantasy series and blah 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 I I'm sorry <laughs> I have a lot of respect for it but when Eric my husband was playing the the Final Fantasy 7 remake you know Tifa and and uh and Aerith show up and i'm like uh great here we go there like they were never like outwardly antagonistic towards each other but it was always like who's gonna get the fucking spiky stick in the mud fucking cloud you know like i'm like god they should just date each other you could do so much better whatever but um but when like they like meet and they're like wait let's have a shopping day and cloud can carry our bags i was like oh my god they're actually like friends like it made me so happy that like it wasn't just you know like because yeah that's something that i just get so but like because yeah all the media growing up was just that and i'm like can they like just be friends please i need uh, <laughs> uh. oh i love it um mm. So, uh, actually, go, going back, I, I thought of I thought of the the uh, the book I want. I want a book that is Bail Organa and Mon Mothma on this side, and Palpatine on this side, and it's a purely political Ooh. book. Ooh. And both of them, they're going to the same functions and stuff like that, and they're saying this stuff to each other. But all of them have their own agendas. They're trying to start the whole rebellion. They're trying to. You know, Bale and his wife are trying to fund things. Like the whole end of the book was amazing when you figure out like how much other stuff Alderaan was doing while pretending to be pacifist was mm -hmm. was crazy. So I, I want a book where like there's all this civility in person, but Palpatine's like sprinkling like you know evil mm -hmm. juice on. <laughs> like spritzing people as he's walking by and and they're like trying to convince people i don't know i just i would i would love that book that sounds one thing, awesome one thing i noticed in in all the books and comics that include palpatine before the rise of the empire is it's so good i hate palpatine i hate him i love him as a character but i hate him um it, it's always so good when you see him sprinkle those little things because you know and you're just like oh vindication for hating you <laughs> and like in the in the obi-wan and anakin comic um i recently read and the the scenes where he's taking anakin Clubbing. to the underworld yeah grooming him down to the un to the underworld of coruscant and like planting these seeds in his mind and all of this stuff and like actual like grooming happening there and it's just done so well and then, and like we said in the Queen's Hope uh, book, when we get when we see that happening with Sabe and with Padme, and it's like 
so I hate it and I love it at the same time. It's just done yeah. so well. Yeah. yeah, that made me very uncomfortable in that story. Yeah. And it also was He's... like, a, how can you hate Mace Windu? He's like, no, that's a bad <laughs> idea. Why do you want... No, go go away. <laughs> Mace trying to stick up for Anakin. Mace. Anakin's innocence there. <laughs> Dude, I'm so happy I've done a complete 180 with Mace. Like yeah. I used to like I used to like because because Brandon, you're so right. Like I realized that Mace Windu and um um what's Walter White's wife's name? I never watched Breaking Bad all the way through, but I know oh. of it. But you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. how, like, what, everyone, hate, everyone hated yeah, her. Everyone hates her. And it, because she's, like, the character that's, like, you know, the oppositional, like, kind of blockade character to your protagonist. And, like, we want to see Anakin succeed. We want to see Walter White succeed. So we, like, automatically will hate anybody that stands in their way. Like, you're so right, Brandon. Like, that's, like, who Mace is. And I'm just so happy I did a complete 180 at him because I'm like, yeah, Mace was, like, like Mace was 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 like had some like maybe his approach to some situation like I I'll always laugh about in Revenge of the the Revenge of the Sith novelization when he's like let's just take back the Senate right now <laughs> and then you're just like okay like maybe not right now he's like he's like strapping lightsabers to himself he's like let's just go we'll make him give it up right now and everyone's like dude it's Tuesday at two p.m. like wait wait uh, but he was right he was totally right. And uh, yeah, but Mace, yeah, Mace is, um, I'd love to get like a Mace canon Mace book. Um, I know we have Shatterpoint, but I know that's not technically canon anymore. Um, or it never was or whatever. But uh, yeah, but I, I mean, Matthew Stover's got to be the one to write it, but I know, I don't think he writes for Star Wars anymore. But um, but yeah, I'd love to get like a Mace story because we need more justice for that character. He's so cool. He yeah. was right the whole time. He was right <laughs> the whole time. But you're, you're dead right. Like, Skylar is a pregnant woman with a disabled yeah. son. Her husband has cancer and he's out selling meth. <laughs> of course you're going to be like on edge. A little bit, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But stop um, doing that. <laughs> everyone's like fuck this bitch. I'm like what? <laughs> She's right. Um, <laughs> no, but um on, on that though, I, I do want to go ahead and, and draw this just to a close. I appreciate you guys coming out talking to me. Um, off, awesome conversation, awesome book with a bunch of awesome um, people in general. Uh, you both need to come on the celebration next time. Uh, but yeah, if we can go around one last time, we'll just do any closing thoughts that we have, which could be about anything. Um, and once again, where can we find you and your amazing content? And I will go to um, Miss Eggie first. Um, okay. Uh, I'm Miss Eggie on uh, TikTok, Miss Eggie28 on Twitter. Um, come hang out. I'm working on, and I'm going to say that I'm working on this because it's going to force me to actually finish it because um, I'm saying it here. So I have to follow through. Um, I'm doing a top 10 favorite Batman video series. I have to do a video for each movie on my list because I tried fitting them all into one video and it didn't work. Oh, I tried no doing way. it in, in two videos. It didn't work. I tried it in three. It didn't work. I was like, okay, you have to do them individually. And I've been working on this for like a month 
and I've refilmed them a million times and I need to like commit now. So I, I, this is my sign. I'm going to do it. I'm going to post it. So I'm going to start posting those soon. Um, and uh, yeah, that'll be fun. But yeah, but also follow for more Star Wars too. We got Brotherhood coming out. So I'll definitely be posting my review on that when that comes out. And we have so many great books coming out. I'm so excited. Um, and yeah. And any closing thoughts? I, I just love Padme. I love her. She's, it's, 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 a, it's a close race between her and Ray Cause I love Ray so much, but I, ah, Pat, I just, I love them both so much, but I think, I think Padme skits out just a tad as my favorite female Star Wars character. Cause I just, she's just so different. And um, I just love her femininity and her strength. And yeah, but thank you guys so much for having me on. I love talking to you guys. Danielle, it was so nice meeting you um, and chatting. And uh, I had a blast. Thank you so much. Yes. And I very sincerely hope that now that the Batman is on HBO Max, we'll be getting some more Aggie Batman content. And also, oh, I've been I... posting. <laughs> also, I need some... I don't think I've seen any Aggie Moon Knight content. Um, I I posted a review review for episode one, okay. but I have to I have to um, watch the newest episode. I like it a lot. I think it's really good. Yeah. Um, all right. And how about you, uh, Danielle? Yeah. Um, written in the Star Wars on TikTok. Uh, written in the SW on Instagram. And I am currently doing a lot. I'm, I'm always talking about clones on there, um, and also Rebels. So always defending those two on there. Um, last thoughts would be, um, I, one thing I noticed when it comes to like reviewing, especially the Padme books is that a lot of times people want to review it based on what they expect it to be and not what it is. And what it is, is a really good character driven story, really good character driven trilogy. And I just want people to realize and acknowledge that if something doesn't have to be action packed and thrilling for it to be meaningful and character-driven stories are just as if not more meaningful than action-packed thrilly stories and especially when we're dealing with characters where uh, we know so much about them but not enough and we're trying to fill in those gaps and so to me the perfect story for Padme is a character-driven story okay I love it um, so yeah, definitely follow Danielle and uh, definitely uh, read some wolf fanfics. Um, <laughs> uh, Pep, how about you? <laughs> yes, I am underscore element seven underscore on TikTok, Instagram, and and uh, Twitter. Uh, element seven on YouTube. Um, if you have any questions on Star Wars, feel free to ask in the comments, and I will answer them in the, the most entertaining way possible. I think, <laughs> according to me. Um, Let's see. The final thoughts. I just I, I encourage everyone to just read the books. Find something that you like, uh, whether it's a character or an era or just a title. Just um, start reading because it'll, you only get more Star Wars. You don't lose anything. If, if, if you don't like a book, then you don't like a book, but you still got more Star Wars. Um, and that's always a good thing. And I encourage everyone to also help in creating the thought or concept that oppo Rancisis is the weirdest thing you've seen in star wars and not the existence of people <laughs> what you mean a, a a heavily bearded four-armed snake monster <laughs> jedi is is weird 
<laughs> yes. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that. Not wrong. Weird. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Um, and yeah, so thanks, thanks again, everyone. Um, everyone, y'all know where you can find me, but pretty soon you'll be able to find me um, defeating whoever is the champion of the Podwans <laughs> podcast trivia tournament. Um, this will be a this this will be a more entertaining match than uh, when Obi Wan and Vader go at it again. No, I'm I'm well, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Lofty I'm not gonna, expectations. I'm not going to put we'll that up. We'll also be doing the Battle of the Dyads too. So if you have a partner, uh, a dyad, there it's going to be a trivia with teams. Ooh, yes. So if you have someone a dyad that that you connect with that you want to participate with. Go him. That'll be coming soon. Yes. Anyhow, thank you guys so much. Um, thank you. Everyone, have a thank wonderful you. evening, and may the force be with.